Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Hello and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid. Although today we are four witches and a druid talking about our experiences in modern paganism. And with it being Pride Month this month, we wanted to talk about being gay in the pagan path and how that may support you. And since none of us come from that community, we have a special guest with us today to answer some of our questions and tell us some amazing stories, I'm sure. I'm Margot. And I'm Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. And uh, our fourth here is uh, Jason, or better known around Halifax as Rouge. Yeah, welcome. So Margot pointed out that the month of June is Pride Month. Yes. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm under the impression that Pride Month in June is a United States thing. Here in Canada, almost every province has their own Pride Month. Is that correct? Every province has their own Pride Festival that they do throughout the year. But nationally, like noted by government and the whole nine yards federally, this is Pride Month. It's both Canadian and U.S. Oh, okay. I do believe it's even European. I'm not 100% sure on that, but yeah. So this is National Pride Month. Excellent. Good to know. So how long have you been a pagan? Or how long have you known you've been a pagan? That's another question, isn't it? <laughs> Two good ones, though. Uh, I'm a recovering Catholic, <laughs> as I like to call it. I remember being 12, sitting in church with my grandparents and hearing some of the stuff that was being said. and went, oh, no, this isn't good. That's <laughs> 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 some serious shit here. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, I had my communion, I had had my confirmation, Um, uh, but you hit a certain point being queer and being Catholic, just really don't, like, I'm never going to sit on my deathbed and go, yeah, all that great sex I had, and that guy I fell in love with, none of it, just let's go to heaven. No, 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 that doesn't work. So I sat down with my parents, and I had a really long discussion, because I wanted religion. I wanted that energy, I, and I knew I had that. 
And I studied a lot of different variations of, of religion throughout time. It took me a while. And I finally came back to them and I said, okay, this one. And we sat down and we talked about it. And I had to learn a lot, read a lot. Silver Raven Wolf was a big, big part of it back in the early 90s. A lot of her books. But uh, yeah, from that point on, so from 13 on, it's been, it's been part of my life. Wow. It's, it's interesting that you said you wanted religion. I always wanted religion too, my whole life. Mm. And the only one that was available to me through most of it, you know, through before I was 20, was Christianity. I get the look. Yeah, and I went through the different variations of Christianity. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, the Ten Commandments, cool. But, like, when you get into certain other things and you start reading them, you're like, everybody has said these or done these things already. Like, y'all can see yeah. food, but we live on the Atlantic coast. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like eating the proverbial apple, really. <laughs> and I do enjoy good cotton poly one. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to remember how you and I even met. I'm not even sure whether that was through the, the shop. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was through the pagan community or through the drag community going to shows or... or. I remember you in the pagan community when I was a teenager. Ooh. Right. Are you really yeah. that much younger than <laughs> us? Oh, he is. I'm 39. Hey, then. <laughs> yeah, the, the shocked and horrified looks on all of our faces that we're, you know, we're just like, oh my gosh, yes, you are. You're the youngest person on today, Ruth. Ruth is fine. I don't even know where, but I remember meeting you through our mutual friend, Linda. And I was wondering, because I know that becoming pagan was difficult in the area where you grew up. For Linda, you know, like she had to move away for that really to realize itself. You know, you were in a larger area, but it was in a rural setting, sort of. It was a remote, small city, would you say, is where you're from? I'm from Glace Bay. Glace Bay, so... It's it's a small town and predominantly Catholic. Yeah. And I came from a Polish Catholic family. Right. Like, they got it, though. Yeah. Like... My grandmother doesn't push it anymore. <laughs> Isn't that lovely that your parents seem to have let you explore that as opposed to if you don't do what we say, you're not our son anymore. Like, you know, or something like that. My parents are my biggest supporters. They come to shows. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. They loved my husband. They hate him now just as much as I do. It's lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they've always been there through everything. So, like, even when I came out, <laughs> they were like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember when I first came out, I came out as bi. And mom was like, okay. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> it was like, uh, maybe a week later, I was like, okay, so. <laughs> mm, she is not bisexual. <laughs> but my dad was even like, he tried to give me the sex talk, and I remember after I came out to him, he was trying to do the sex talk thing, and I was like, you do understand there's a reason why I know I'm gay, right? He was like, good talk. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. <laughs> the worst was when he found out that my boyfriend was sleeping over <laughs> as teenagers. He was like, wait a minute, Chris is here every weekend. I was like, yes, he is. He just looked, he's like, oh, <laughs> um, 
You wow. That's <laughs> that's your boyfriend, isn't it? I was like, yes, it is. Like, <sighs> How much you can do at that point? Yeah, that's what he's he was like, Chris might want to sleep upstairs now. I was like, what's the point? So he was like, I hate you having more sex than I am when you walked away. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's a good family dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit here. Can you maybe introduce us to yourself, Jason? Tell us who you are. Like, yes. we, of course, know who you are. And most people in Halifax are going to know who you are. But the vast majority of our listeners, they'll probably still know who you are in time. <laughs> well, my, name's, <laughs> my actual name is Jason. Uh, my pronouns are he, she, they. I'm pangender, which means I feel all three aspects. Came out at the age of 16 or 17. I do a lot of education work now in and around, perform. I'm known as Rouge Feitao here and around places. So I do drag. I'm part of a duo for a plug it now we on tiktok we're at station drg on instagram and twitter at station drg and on youtube station drg for a show called queen's ranting so it's our own little like rant every week about craziness from our lives or if we have a topic or there's not a lot of time there's a topic i've lived in halifax since i was nine became a creature of the night here and around halifax though uh when i was 22 was known as a notorious party girl in my 20s. Tried to clean up the act a whole lot in my 30s. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's been a wild ride. Like we just said too, I've been pagan since I was 13. I call it Kitchen Witch, old school, you know? I've got a very big group of them, but uh, pretty much I built outside into an altar in my backyard. It's a really good time here. And uh, I just got out of the hospital recently, I had a broken neck for over a year. I was paralyzed on one side of my body and it's slowly coming back. And it was a whole lot of prayer, <laughs> a whole lot of spell cast and uh, a whole lot of stubborn determination. So yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell as of right now. Excellent. Excellent. I'm trying to think. I met you through the pagan community. Yes. That's right. Yes. yes. And I remember you emceed my 40th birthday. Yes, I did. That was hilarious. That was an excellent night. My sister got to use the MC for my 40th birthday. And oh, that club on Goddagen Street. My God. I forget which club it was. Was it upstairs or downstairs? It was downstairs. It was downstairs. We were in the basement. Was it Vortex? No, it was Blue Moon. Yeah. Or- oh, it was Blue Moon. that's right. Oh, Blue Moon, I yeah. remember. That was a crazy night. We did a whole lot in the pagan community through Blue yes, Moon for yeah, a while. Yeah. It was very interesting combination of places and people. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed like the pagan community clashing with a whole lot of the gay community, but like in a good way. Like the intermingling of the two communities was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. at the time yeah it was great and i think it really it's because we had that place right we were able to do that with that venue so you miss when those things come and go different venues and and it was tried in other places but yeah the blue moon was really a good home for that wasn't it it was a safe place for the queer community so 
And yeah, let's face fact, our communities overlap. A lot. A whole lot of the LGBT plus community or queer oriented is very much a pagan at like is pagan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of solitaire. For saying Halifax, yeah, has such a huge pagan community, it would it's like ninety-five percent solitaire. Oh yeah. Yeah. For oh, sure. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all get together for like the biggins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The biggies, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. No, yeah. it's very much true. Like I remember one of the Avalon Easts, we did the masculine and feminine circles. Right. Right. We did the Ritz, one for women, one for masculine, and sort of brought them in together afterwards and sort of had that. Because I remember doing it because I was in drag doing it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, I remember indeed. that now. I did the drag camping and <laughs> I miss those. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all miss so those. Much. Those campfires at 12 o'clock at night, that, those were the bonding hours. I made some yes. very true yeah. friends through that. Yes. We haven't a lot. Well, this year there won't be anything probably. And last year there wasn't able to be anything. It's kind of a pest, but COVID will be over one day. We look at 2020 with bread eyes. We do. <laughs> so as a member of the Halifax, Nova Scotia pagan community and a prominent member of the LGBT community here. We had mentioned that there was a lot of overlap. We find that a lot of safe spaces that are safe for LGBT two plus communities are obviously safe spaces for pagan. Like in your experience, you, you were able to come out quite early. Mm. Do you find that there was much of a similar coming out as gay as it was coming out as pagan? Do you feel that there was an, uh, a similar story or a completely different in a sense? Um, some people within my group, it was going to be a difficult scenario just because I do have a lot of folk that were, they were going to have a hard go. There's no other way around it. They, I did have some very uh, hardcore Christians and, you know, pagan equals devil. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter. It, it, just, it just doesn't matter what you say. And it was one thing to be gay, but at least I was gay and Catholic. <laughs> but now you're gay and a devil worshiper. But now I'm gay and, and Satan inhabits my body. The sodomy kind of made that happen, but whatever, we're not going to go. <laughs> it, it's a completely different scenario to me because, quite frankly, it, like, it, it didn't change as many people's minds about me as being queer and coming out again as gender like, or gender fluid mm-hmm. is what some folks know as well. I just threw a pagan in there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm queer. I want to be pagan. Oh, by the way, my gender. Yeah. You know, they, as like in the last 15 years of it, I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that first little while when I was a teen and trying to learn and like, why do you have that star on your laptop? Oh, who am I kidding? I didn't have a laptop. I had binder and paper because I'm... <laughs> I had a laptop at like 25, but like, still, it's like, why do you have that pentacle sticker on there? Well, star sticker. And you know, you're explaining things and what each point means. And you're explaining why it's this way and not this way. And you know, it's not Satan and it's not the devil. And it's, there's a whole lot more to it, you know, and like trying to explain symbols and runes and things that are, why you have some crystals and everything like this when you're a teenager, when you're already terrified that they think you're gay and you're already terrified that they think the worst of you. Like when I was a younger teen, I was like, I had like a size 54 pants and I was like 4'11". <sighs> you know, it's like a grade nine to 10. I grew from like five, four to six foot, three months. 
and dropped a bunch of weight. And it was sort of just one of those like, damn, puberty, okay, fuck, let's do this. But that sort of hit, the confidence sort of came through a bit more, I guess. And when I finally came out, being pagan made it helped, if anything, more for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I started doing it before it was cool, so that helped. Yeah. <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, because everybody started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and, you know, Willow became Wiccan, and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a new Charmed series. It could get exciting again. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Well, who was it? One of the one of the companies, like down in the states, one of the like fancy to do companies, did up an entire kit that you a witchy kit. Like become a witch in your own home, and it had like the oyster shell, and it had the sage smudge, and it had like a piece of the wood. What's it called? I never remember it. Oh, are you talking about Urban Outfitters the sage kit? Yes. Yeah, yeah and it, and everyone and it like. It pretty much said, like, as long as you do use all these, you're going to be in your head. Right? It's like... <laughs> like the TikTok witches right now. Yeah, yeah. I love... Oh, which thought <laughs> makes me laugh. Now, now, when you said being a pagan made it easier to, to you know, and on the whole, is that because you had your faith to give you strength and comfort and all of that? Or is it because... There was another section of society that would very readily and without hesitation accept you and welcome you. You know what I mean? There's that inner faith, and then there's, you know, the pain no, was your faith. It was my faith. Yeah. It was my faith. I had met a few people in the pagan community. Uh, but, like, when when everything was going on at this point in my life, I, I had just got my driver's license, let alone be able to go to a lot of stuff. And I lived in, like, Echo. So, like, even getting to Rick at the commons was 45 minutes you know like you had to plan and those were the big ones for me like i didn't even know about the church at first and doing all the other stuff like yule and things like that those sort of came into play later on down the road in my 20s but i was quite the solitaire in my teen years so having that faith and having my faith in the lord and the lady it just did it helped it helped a great deal knowing that i had my faith kept me going quite a bit just in the straightforward teachings that were given it gave me that hope that you know there, there's not a bad place you're gonna have to do what you have to do to make sure you're on the right path and this was the thing i needed to do so she helped a lot i understand the faith helping a lot i can't imagine i think just what everyone here can't imagine where they'd be without our faith and without the lord and the lady you know to help us in our lives hmm there's so many things that coincide with the Christian religion, and we all know why, and that's all very well good. And it kind of helps in a way, because, like, I've taught my mom, and my mom calls me on the 22nd or the 21st, or the 21st, like, bless her heart. And she's like, Happy Yule! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Happy Yule, Mom! <laughs> And she's like, you, and she always makes sure that like my Yule gift is my pajamas to wear on Christmas Day over to her house. You know, it's, <laughs> That's lovely. it's adorable to me. It is. And it makes me happy because she's trying and she understands and she calls on the solstices and she calls on Beltane. And she's like, you know, she's like, are you doing a bot? I'm like, 
<laughs> and the boy sisters in the background going, if we're lucky, yeah, if the park is still going, yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's come down. Wait, let's go. <laughs> it's good to have that, it's good to have your faith. It plays so much into our everyday. No matter what, it, it's, it's ingrained into my head now to just get up and thank and, and to do all of that. I mean, people don't understand, like, you don't have to be uber pagan or uber Christian to understand that just waking up and thanking the day to be awake is, is still thanking your deed. Little things you do throughout the day, like, that's why I love kitchen work, because you put your emotions into your food. You put your, you put your faith into things to do and create. You know, like when you're out and you're sowing a garden, it doesn't matter if you're growing friggin' lilacs or if you've got a little vegetable garden on your patio. Like you put kind words into the soil. It's, it's your spell cast. You know, you, if it comes up and it comes through and it fruits or your labors come through, you know your spell craft's working. You know these things are good for the world. You know, you're putting in those good vibes and that good energy and it's coming back to you. You get the fruits of your labor. Like all of this stuff is all connected to what we do. And it's all elemental and it's all interchanging. And you know, when you have these things, it just, it's so much better in the world. So faith plays it so much more than people even want to even know. And uh, so many people do so much in the run of a day, thanking themselves, like thanking the energies. It's all actual spellcraft. You just don't even know you're doing it. And it's it's fantastic when you start to sort of look at it and go, wait a minute. <laughs> it gets almost ingrained in you. Like you're you're trying to go somewhere downtown and you find a perfect parking spot and you're like, thank you, goddess. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, little things. <laughs> and you're thinking in the present. Right? You're not halfway down the road going, oh, I wish there's a spot. You're going, I'm going to get that spot. <laughs> thank you, there's goddess. Here we are. In the third row. And I'm gonna get it because it's usually open and you get there and it's not the third, it's the fourth. And you look and go, good enough. Thank you, Lord and Lady. And then, right? But you did it. You did something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's something that just hit me really hard a couple of years ago when I was thinking about it all. And it just really did change my whole viewpoint on a lot of stuff. So it's a powerful thing. Wow. That's. That's kind of what our show is is like, is the random ramblings. And it's about our experiences. None of us, you know, are trying to say my experience is the only experience or... We're not selling expertise. We're just yeah. talking about our lives. Yes. Just yeah. letting people out there know that there are other people living lives like they are, which is why we're so glad that you are joining us today to let other people in the LGB2 plus community as well know that there are other people out there living lives and being successful and finding their path, which is great. I think that's one of the connections that you find between similarity between the two communities is a lot of the time there may be a lot of fear or uncertainty with coming out. And then you, when you come out, you realize, wait a minute, there are other people just like me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We've talked in the past about people like going to the store and saying, yeah, I think I'm the only one. And then re 
arriving at the festival to realize, wait, there's 250 other people here. <laughs> that's what happened to me. Like, that's a big one. That's a huge different like, connection, I will say. Who's walked in the Pride Parade or been on a float in Pride Parade? Margo, I know you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've walked. When you come up over that hill and you see six, seven deep all the way up Barrington and just screaming and that positive energy that's flowing like out of that audience and out of that street and let's face fact every single one of us holds an energy holds it in you feel that overload of just radiant joy and i have to say like being so young and being taken in by a community and a circle at the time and coming up over that hill and seeing the amount of tents and the amount of people at like Avalon East back in the day when it was on that big farm. Yeah. You just, and every time I turned around, I saw more. Yeah. And like, we got there early and I just remember coming around the corner and seeing like more cars coming in, more people coming in and more people dressed like me and more people acting like me and finding other queer folk at the festival was liberating in itself as well. Mm-hmm. And like being able to wear your sarong and your pentacle out and just be, and you know, watching the people with the flowers being braided in and the, the, the rituals and the, and the workshops. And you're right, it's the, that energy is, it's almost the same with the positivity base that comes out of it. It's just. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you find your people, you find them. And like I said, that that intermingle and that chain, that that those chains of people and the bonds that we get, just it makes it even better. Wow, you're gonna make me cry. I was almost crying there, <laughs> thinking about all the people and joining your people and all of that. I'm like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's so the truth. It, it was a lot of the people within the community, like within both communities, that helped me sort of like see my right path and clean myself up and get myself on the right way. And again, having my faith and having those people within the community that I could talk to. And like over the years, we've lost a couple of amazing folk within our community. Like Val, for instance. Yep. Yeah. You know, and of course, Miss Snow White. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, but we all came together no matter what as a community as well. And it was, it yes. was so yeah. wonderful to, to see the things that came out of all of these and out of the sadness, the amount of people that we've reconnected with 
in the last little while has been unreal. Even like, well, Margo and I have chatted, I think, more in the last little while, like in the last couple of years. Yes. Than, than I think we ever have. And it's just, it's just so lovely to, to be able to know that you have those people. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, a bit more of a, I wouldn't say, maybe controversial question. Oh, I love it. <laughs> in early paganism, of course, there was a very high emphasis on the feminine and the masculine. Yes. Is we've moved on as a society that I don't know if paganism necessarily has changed, but as a society, we we see that there's much more fluidity to that. Do you feel as, like in 2021, as a member of the LGBT two plus community and the pagan community, do you find that sometimes people have a hard time understanding the fluidity or understanding that things change, or do you feel that that's still perfectly fine and acceptable? And, in our society um like we talked about at the festival we had the ritual of, of men and women or masculine and feminine like do you feel that that would change in today's world but see the thing was we had one woman running one one man running the other and then we all came together and i ran the middle so we actually kind of sort of brought it into that yeah, and talked about it that day too, or in the circle that you can be both, because there's so many different paths within the pagan community that there is two-spirited folk that are considered within their own religions. If they are pangender, or they are trans, or if they are gay, like we're actually been more accepting to a lot of that stuff than anybody, right. because within our own, it's equality. It's your spirit, right? It's the top of the point. Yeah. It's that's that's the person and the body that we encompass, I think, is is the beautiful scenario to this, because just because I'm masculine looking on the outside, my inside can be feminine. The beautiful part about this is I can have the Lord and the Lady within me because it's an equal aspect to either or. Yeah, right. So to me, it's never been that much of an issue, truthfully. And the beautiful thing is, it's like, I know the people who celebrate the mother and who celebrate the goddess and push more towards the goddess. And then there is the communities that celebrate the god and celebrate his returns and his side of things. But there's so many that also mix. I do the Lord and the Lady. And for me, it's it's an equality aspect of it. So it is what it is to me, is that they, they can be all three scenario bases because we can take them in and have that feel and have those energies. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I'd love to hear other opinions on that though. Well, it, it's very interesting you say that because, you know, way back in the way back when, when, you know, you're, I was coming into my paganism and other people coming into their paganism, you especially got a lot of women in the beginning who were so very enthralled with the idea that they could have a feminine deity. You know, maybe they'd grown up in Judeo-Christian, Islamic, whatever the case might be, you know, households. And a lot of women found a hard time relating to the, to the masculine side. And oftentimes a lot of men in the beginning have a hard time relating to the feminine side just because of how we have been split up in society into gender roles, you know, and how we had. Where it sounds like to you, the whole thing was just flowed so much more easily with you know the masculine and the feminine concepts flowed much more easily for you that sounds really nice like to me the it, it just was always a characteristic that came with 
within our religion, just with the whole aspects of equality and the whole everybody, everything balanced, everything has to be balanced to keep cohesiveness. And uh, that's why it was always one of those things that, it, especially if someone feels the more masculine or someone feels the more feminine, then those two counteract each other as well and keep the balance. I, it's just, it was always just one of those things that sort of just came natural within this religion to me. Very cool, very cool. Well, I know, again, for me, I came from a very Catholic background and I also came from a horrific, horrific family trauma that I was so angry at God for the longest time that one of the things for me finding paganism and the idea of a female deity is that I didn't have to deal with God because he, you know, messed up my family. So I had the feminine deity that I could work with. And I mean, I've grown enough since then and worked through a lot of stuff that it took a long time, but I was able to accept the masculine side of deity as well understanding the importance of that balance and understanding the two sides of the coin and needing the energy in my life as well too so when i began in the you know mid 80s sort of thing and it was as a solitary as so many people do and you get what your information out of books and that sort of thing and i didn't have very many you know one and a half books you know one was a bunch of photocopy mimeographed instead of photocopy maybe pages and one was uh, <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't a lot back then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and the doorway was Wicca, right? For almost everybody, that doorway into paganism. You know, I practiced because it, it started to bring that balance in, that male-female balance, which made me answer a lot of things. But, you know, the ritual within a lot of circles with the chalice and the blade and, and that creative energy only comes out of that joining and all of those sorts of things. As I grew up, as my practice matured, as I felt more comfortable and balanced in myself with those energies, I was less comfortable with that chalice and blade style of ritual. And that only through the great rite is there creative energy. And I think one of the things that people entering it now, or even in the last couple of 10, 20 years, there hasn't been, certainly in initiatory traditions, you know, there's still a great right, there's still that, but it isn't as heavily based that that's the creative force. That's where everything comes from. Yeah, that pan gender, that balance and everything is achieved and creativity is achieved. You can do that within yourself. So that was kind of a coming into balance for myself over the years that I became more comfortable with that. You know, I was never entirely comfortable with the great right. Yeah, it's evolved for me, and I th and I think a lot of other people have felt more comfortable as things have evolved within society too. To you know, even though I'm a, a heteronormative sort of thing person, I just was not comfortable with that symbolism. It didn't work for me. It it didn't speak to my experience of the world that I belong to. I think the way society practices pagan rites has grown up as we've matured as a society too, eh? Yeah, I do remember in the beginning. Yeah. You know, when you're very fresh-faced and new, thinking, oh yeah. no, I'll never be able to do this right. I don't have a male working partner. You know, that whole concept. Yeah. But as you say, as time goes on and as 
you know, I became more and more familiar and worked more and more with the male, you know, the masculine side. It's like, okay, I've got this in me. Yeah. And, you know, you learn how to how to deal with that, you know, or how to how to work with that. Because in the beginning, it's like, oh, no, I'm only the feminine half. And in fact, I wasn't. It was something, you know, it, yeah. you think that in the first year you're after it, right? Right. You're not sure what the heck's going on. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you still only have that one book, so. Yeah. <laughs> There was no other way to think. It wasn't until Cunningham came out with the guide for the solitary that we were all okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I think also, as many of us now, we have multi-generational pagan families now, which is fabulous, but many of us here have spoken, even if we were not raised in practicing families, we were raised with a Christian outlook. So we had the idea that there was this book, right? because there's this sacred tome that kind of sets it out. So we're really invested in that. And that's the other thing, that experiential, personal. We tell people you have to find your own path, co-create it with divinity or whatever. But that's what makes it sacred is that you bring your authentic, true self, whether you're female, whether you're pan, whether you're whatever you are, you're your authentic self and that, that partnership with deity. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's all that... The Lord and Lady ever asked for is for you to be your true self. Yeah. There's never been a moment, and there will never probably ever be a moment where you find a pain in home that folks and says, by the way, don't do the gay thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things when you look back on our past, when you read things, you look and go yeah. like, oh, okay, they all did, and that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always been like, it's a thing within the last well, since Victorian times, that it, it's been a little more prudish in the world. And certain things were just started to look down upon. Like, within certain areas and religious aspects, like, none of that was ever an issue. Like, your, your gender was never an issue. Your sexuality was never an issue. None of that ever came into play. None of that should ever really come into play, especially in paganism. Like, there's always going to be a path for you to follow. Luckily, we don't have, like, a Westboro Baptist version of paganism. <laughs> You know, right, right. You know, we may have some Mormon versions. <laughs> it's funny because every once in a while you'll get approached with like those sort of questions. Like we get asked a lot, like, are there female druids? And it's like, I don't even know how to answer this because to my understanding, the 60 to 70 percent of ADF is female. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not something we ever think about. I always get the so you're a warlock, and it's like, oh, for God's sake. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, do I have a big gray robe with the staff going, like, oh, like, no, fuck off. Like, you see, no. <laughs> Just, no. No, it's why. If I was a warlock, I wouldn't be paying taxes. <laughs> Thank you. I would have a crystal cathedral down in the Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I used pagan, even. Because it's like even trying to explain that witch can be used. Yeah, pagan is an easier word. For everyone. It's just one of those moments like, no, I'm, I'm pagan. <laughs> Such an easier word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if they want to get into it, that's when I look and go, okay, you're interested. Yeah, okay. Cool. Let's actually <laughs> yeah. talk. Usually once you say pagan and they don't understand, they look and go. Depends on. It just depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they do the whole fire, but like, yeah. so where are you going on vacation? Like, they just walk <laughs> it right out, right? You're doing so well till they get to that question. <laughs> they, most people here, like, 
they'll go into the gay and the drag thing, and then all of a sudden it's tagged, and they're like, ah, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, the other shit didn't weird you out, but. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, how did you come out as Peggy? Uh, funny. I, Everybody else sort of had their thing. I, I've told this story before. Uh, I When I told my mom, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Peg, and she, the first, yeah. she got really, really quiet for a moment. She looked at me and said, is that, is that what Tom Cruise is into? <laughs> and I said, no. And she's like, okay, you do you. Doesn't matter to me. I, I My family wasn't religious in any way. I wasn't baptized, anything like that. So it, it wasn't an issue for them it wasn't a struggle i remember a funny story our our mutual friend linda um when her boyfriend and again he was glace bay or whatever when her fella told his mom that she was coming and that she was pagan you know just be prepared his mom went does that mean she eats fish or not (laughs) 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 and he's like it's not about diet, Mom. It's not about her diet. <laughs> I love it. If you watch the if you watch the show on YouTube, uh, the Queen's Ranting show, like Dev is vegan, and like they're like, "Oh, we had amazing vegan ham." And I was like, "No, you didn't. You had salt and flour." That's a cool thing to harp on right now. It's being vegan. Everyone likes to harp on vegans. Yeah. There's a really good TikTok star that does the whole like. Uh, son comes out as trans yeah. or sexual, bisexual, <laughs> and dad's super supportive. I'm out here for you all the time. And then daughter comes out, I'm vegan. They're like, get out, get out of my house. <laughs> I love it. I love when they start going on about stuff. And they're like, oh, you have this great vegan cheese. I'm like, it's cheds. It's not even allowed <laughs> to be called cheese. Don't even, don't. There's certain products they get angry. Saw that? Oh, I remember. There was a tea, a commercial or something about these two aunts. They went to these these this fellow went to visit his aunts, and you know he bought his friend, you know his male friend. He was gay. He was coming out to them. Same thing. They were like, "Oh, that's okay. Love is love, and that's wonderful." <laughs> oh, and he's a veg. We're vegetarians, and they're like, "Get out!" <laughs> I was a vegetarian for uh, a period of time, and I often feel like it's a that like a medal of honor being able to eat vegan hot dogs during that time. they were not edible they keep you sustained i don't think they keep you alive did it really keep you alive though you can get vegan mail and this is another thing that bothers me it's vegan mail do you know what it is it's just whipped oil <laughs> at least we have an egg in ours you're just eating yeah, exactly. pure oil it's like it's, it's just margarine my partner is is vegetarian that he's he is for health reasons. He's never eaten meat like his entire life. He's been as, even as a kid, he ate chicken once and threw it up. Like it's not oh wow. Right. Um, so he told me, I was like, why do you have to be cute? God damn it! And he's like, don't worry, I eat like sour cream and eggs and cheese. Like, yeah, you eat eggs and you eat cheese, like real cheese. Like if I go into the kitchen and get the government block, you want to chew on this with me? He's like, fuck yeah, I'm down. I was like. We'll be fine. <laughs> We're, we can get through this together. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not a ve- I'm not vegan. I do do dairy. Yeah. So I do I do cheese. I do eggs. Yeah. No, that's fair. Karen, Karen's practically vegetarian, <laughs> but she she eats like a bird. <laughs> a little different. 
Erin only eats the size of a bird. Yeah, she is the size of a bird, too. But she only eats for sustenance. Until we started dating, I don't think she ever went to a restaurant. She never had nice food. No. I used to hang out with her and she was a teenager. No. Yeah, she'd eat astronaut food at a vacuum sealed pack if she could. Yeah. <laughs> if I lived alone, I would probably be basically vegetarian, yeah. but I'm not making two meals. Yes. I'm just not. I'm we not. can make this I work. I like the dopamine. <laughs> Give mm. me a lasagna and my joint, and I leave me alone. I'm, I am so happy with the carbs. Just put it in my face hole. Oh, I envy <laughs> those people. I eat for fun for comfort for sport for everything yeah <laughs> oh food is the love of my life honest to god okay folks so listen so listen are you listening good these amazing folks have been doing this now for almost 10 months and if you've been enjoying them they have a patreon account go over to their website it's right there in the show notes take a look and the links to Patreon is on the site. So go ahead and give them some money. Right now, no one even knows about them, and they already have two people, and they've made a total of $2. That's right, folks. They can all go and split a small Tim Hortons coffee with four straws right now. So we need to make sure that they get at least three cups of coffee before the end of the next episode. So if you all can go and help them, it'd be greatly appreciated. Also, check out Station DRG. We have merchandise as well and locally made dark side design at stationdrg.ca. Excellent. You're better at it than I am. I sold my soul to do this, remember? (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty cool group you've got going on. Like, it's not like you're, you know... This is a great little scenario of people to have a great little conversation with. Like, I enjoyed this. I would like to come back whenever you need a person. <laughs> I've been doing radio for 20 years. And Margo, you've been on with me for just about on and off that much time. And Gwen and Brian, for years now, we've been on and off the radio. So I think because we're doing this, it feels like years and years and years. So it's very, very cool. Yeah. I was going to say, you're, you're just sacrificing yourself because now we're going to call you back all the that time. That would be amazing. Oh, please do. I love telling you. That's one thing. No one ever talks to me about my religion. Yeah. Happy to have you. Happy to have you. You have to bring your own straw for that coffee, though, right? I will buy the black coffee. <laughs> and whoever wants to, I, I won't even split it. You guys can split the two of them. Yeah. I'll drink yeah. some water. <laughs> all right. We, we are looking forward to the day when we are actually back around the table. That's how this started. That would be great. <laughs> around the table, hanging out, talking. Now it's around the Zoom. <laughs> yes, you guys, you've done <laughs> a lot. Can you imagine? Oh, it, it, yeah. it solved a lot of problems. I can't imagine. All the meetings yeah. I've been to and even like ritual online yeah. and, you know, yeah. meetings with different people. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Really, thank yeah. God it's for Zoom. We do drag shows on Zoom. I tried to convince people for a while to use Twitch, but I guess Twitch got really uh, strict on certain things. Yeah, you can get away with you can get away with a lot on Zoom. I know yes. there's a lot of people who have there's sex video chats on Zoom. Like you can you can get into some pretty dark, freaky shit on Zoom. Yeah, I have learned some things. <laughs> I did not want to learn them, but I had learned some. <laughs> 
And on that extremely happy note, thank you everybody for tuning in. And we're, we're, we're always very happy to talk to you. And uh, you can certainly ask us any questions you might like. You can contact our Facebook page. And uh, certainly anytime you can give us our five stars. We certainly love that. And uh, feel free to contact us anytime. And until next time, everybody, merry meet. Merry part. And merry meet again. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.